The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 12, 2023. It's been a seven-year fight and a rocky road for a lot of people in the cigar industry. It's the biggest victory for cigars ever. And what most people said was impossible to happen. The cigar industry was victorious and no longer controlled by the FDA. Joining us live in studio today is the man that did it, by far the most fighting for us, Rocky Patel. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the 10... the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. With us, Rocky Patel. A lot of successes he's had over a lot of years. But the longest, hottest battle, I would say, that he fought... Uh, is for the FDA, and I want to personally thank, uh, right off the bat, thank Rocky Patel for all his hard work, uh, for the entire industry, certainly for myself. Thank you so much, because you were the guy out in front. Well, thank you. Uh, it's a monumental day for all of us. It's a great celebration for the entire industry, and uh, you know there are a lot of people involved in this battle. Uh, a lot of the family-owned companies uh, stepped up. Uh, we had our partners at the PCA step up. We had a great group of people uh, leading both the CRA and the PCA. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Copperman's of the world, the Josh's sure. of the world. I, I can, there's a laundry list of people uh, that really stepped up uh, both in Washington, D.C. This has been going on for a decade. It would have destroyed 80% of, uh, of the premium cigar industry. It's a small cottage industry. And uh, we really took the science to them. We took the epidemiology to them. Uh, we, we showed them there were no youth access issues. Kids weren't smoking cigars. Uh, and, the, and the judge uh, deciphered all the evidence, uh, looked at the record. Um, finally, we had the NASM report, uh, which is uh, the FDA appointed its own scientific committee of hand-picked people that were anti-tobacco. Uh, they did their own study, and their results showed that uh, uh, kids are not smoking premium cigars. The usage patterns are very, very low with premium cigars, uh, that they don't pose a public uh, risk, uh, and, and there's no really health hazard to the public at large. Uh, so there was a lot involved. The, the ju- judge's opinion was very tight, very analytical, very well written. Uh, he looked at all the evidence, and finally, you know, it came down to the fact, uh, you know, we won the first case. The first battle was the warning stickers, right? So yeah. uh, that took place several years ago, 
And uh, in that case, uh, the judge looked at the evidence and uh, said, uh, you know, the FDA has not provided any science or data to show that the premium cigars pose a risk to the public at large. Uh, there's no youth access issues. Uh, based on the First Amendment, uh, we have the right to talk about our vintage tobaccos, to talk about our specialty brands, uh, show the family history and heritage on the boxes, just like they do on bottles of wine, bottles of whiskey and sure. bourbon. And so he ruled in our favor. Uh, then we had to attack pre-market review, substantial equivalents, and constituent and chemical testing. And again, uh, we were lucky that the judge looked at all the data and the science and ruled in our favor. And uh, then we waited for months and months and months to see whether the judge was going to take that deeming regulation and send it back to the FDA so the FDA could tailor a new regulation uh, for premium cigars, um, at which point, you know, we got very involved um, and we filed a brief, uh, and in that brief, we asked for the rule to be completely vacated, which is very rare. Right. Uh, for Everybody the, said, no way, we don't rare. even do it. And uh, it was a solid brief, and in that brief, we pointed out that you know it's about a half million jobs in Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic. Uh, it's about 3,000 mom and pop retailers, many of them being working in specialized premium cigar sales for generations. And then uh, I think what was most relevant in that brief is we pointed out that the NASM report, the, the report from the scientific uh, panel that the FDA itself appointed, came back and showed that premium cigars are unique and different, no youth access issues, and they don't pose a health risk. So that was important. And then finally in that report, I think uh, what was really, really relevant was that the FDA, if you send this regulation back to the FDA, the FDA does not consider the scientific data, and they're out to basically create de facto prohibition, and they will come back in another fashion and tailor another rule that will wipe out the payment industry. And sure enough, the FDA did that. They yeah. came up with the Manufacturing Good Practices Deeming Regulation, which was turning our factories into scientific pharmaceutical labs. Uh, it was impossible to do. It would have cost us a lot of money. Uh, we pointed out, I, I had a declaration, Padron had a declaration. We said that the 3,500 SKUs that we have, if you go through constituent chemical testing, that's going to cost companies like mine $60 million to comply, which Yikes. would be impossible. Yeah, uh, so uh, I think uh, he took all that into consideration in his report. It was very technically well-written and he just tore them apart. And on page 11, he even went on to say that the user fees, they've collected tens of millions of dollars in users, user fees illegally because they don't have the right to actually, uh, under the Congressional Act, to regulate premium cigar category. So a great win, oh. a tremendous win for this industry. And uh, all the no-seers out there, and I remember having conversations till 3 in the morning arguing with some of my colleagues. Oh, we ought to go to the FDA, and we ought to sit and work out some sort of deal with them and self-regulate and, and give this up and give that up. And I said, once you open up that Pandora's box, six months later, there's going to be a new yep. regulation. A year later, another regulation. It's going to just pile on and pile on and ultimately... It's going to wipe out the industry. Never negotiate with terrorists, and <laughs> and that that's pretty much what it was. And jeez, uh, I, I, it's unbelievable that it ended up happening. In my wildest dreams, of course, I was hoping for the complete uh, leave yeah. us alone 
uh, move, but something. I even remember the conversations. Well, you know they're going to regulate us in some way, so we got to accept something that we can actually live with. No, no, don't do that. Let's fight and lose if that's the way it's going to be. And, man, if it wasn't for somebody like you, I mean, I was yelling and screaming too, but you took it to another level. <laughs> I mean, we went all in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say between the lobbying and litigation, we spent $14 million, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's wow. a big sum of money for this little cottage industry. And, yeah. uh, and I'll say the family-owned companies really stepped up to the plate. It paid uh, most of it. The PCA stepped up to the plate. And then towards the end, uh, the PCA ran out of money, and the family-owned yeah. companies and the CRA basically uh, stepped up and, and put I'm up all the money. And I'm glad you're saying family-owned companies because I need the consumer to understand that these big giant um, conglomerates. Yeah. The, hmm. the big giant ones. I almost believe they wish it happened, you know, and I hope it's not true, but I know Philip Morris, which wish regulations happen because then they take their competitors out. And in this case, it seemed like they were doing nothing. And it was the little guys, the family owned operated companies, as opposed to these big ones, uh, funded it, were the ones that when I would go to Washington, D.C., that's the ones I would see, not the big companies and the big companies that own these big things that um, they, they could alert a whole bunch of people that they would have some power to do it. They didn't do it. By them not doing it told me, taught me a lot. So this was seven years, seven years of our life that went into this. And um, boy, did I learn a lot about who's who in the cigar industry in seven years. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to comment about the other companies. Uh, all, all I can tell you is uh, what we did. And, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't just the $7 million for the litigation. It was the hours. I mean, reading through tens of thousands yeah. of pages of data, analyzing that data, working with our great attorney, Michael Edney, you know, teaching and explaining it to to him how the industry works, you know, how, how you cure tobacco, how you ferment tobacco, the 300 hands that touch it along the way, yeah. the construction process, why a premium cigar is unique and different than all other tobacco products, uh, how it's created. You can't make every cigar completely consistent no, and completely and they were, same they like the ignorant. FDA wanted. They yeah. were ignorant. The FDA they was completely ignorant yeah. on everything and, 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 and the cost that this industry would bear and how troublesome it would be to try and do consistent and chemical testing and there's no machines for it and and he did a fantastic job of articulating this and and we had a great team of leaders from the CRA uh, from the PCA you know uh, our guys that lead the lobbying team got involved uh, I mean we were all contributing in so many fashions and and I was long calls late at night I mean I remember sitting with Edney reading briefs you know or I'd be talking to him he'd be typing stuff out and uh, we, we missed this angle let's change this Let's get this. We threw everything at them, and uh, the truth was on our side. Yeah. Uh, th that, that was the fact. Thank and God you were a lawyer and you understood half the stuff because I couldn't even read it. <laughs> hey, let's celebrate and light up a cigar. Yeah, we no more to... questions for him because he's going to go on for another 10 minutes he's, and we won't be smoking. He's very excited, and I get it, and he should be very excited. I am. Um, what are we smoking here, Jonathan? The first cigar that we have up today is the Edge 20th Toro. It's a 6x52, and it is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Legacy begins at the moment of origin. 20 years ago, Rocky Patel set out to create the boldest, most multifaceted cigar he ever imagined. The leaves that would one day become one of the most beloved cigar collections of the last two decades took root, and the industry was never the same. Two years later, The Edge was born. 
Rocky Patel celebrates the 20th anniversary of The Edge by showcasing a unique blend of Nicaraguan and Honduran excellence. The Edge is highlighted by its rigid, unwavering outer shell, boasting a rich Sumatra wrapper from the fields of Ecuador, aged for over 10 years. A single is going to set you back $12.79, and a box of 20 is $226.99, which works out to just $11.35 a piece when you buy them at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Every brick-and-mortar retailer carries Edge because Edge is the number one seller of all your brands? It is. Imagine that. Boy, I remember that. And it's hard to believe it was 20 years ago. But it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. We have a new lighter here. We're going to do the cold dropper. Don't be rushing me. Maraschino cherry. If you if you just you, and you got to be in an old basement, but you drop a maraschino cherry on the ground, it doesn't roll; it just lands. <laughs> so there's a little earth, mostly cherry. But is it one of those high end yes. maraschino cherry? It has yeah. to not the not the pink ones no, no. with the fake coloring. The good no, ones. this is real maraschino. Uh, I thought so. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Nighthawk by Vertigo. The Nighthawk by Vertigo features a flip top and two jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. How do you lift those, make those flames come out? You push up. Isn't it different? Who gives a shit? It, that's the cool feature on this. You actually, that is not the cool feature it, of this at all. It is very much cool. <laughs> it works like half of the other lighters in the world. No. But that's okay. No, I I'm going to tell you what the cool feature of the all lighter right. is. This is cool. <laughs> on the back is a money clip. Uh, I don't know about a money clip. That's a clip to clip to your belt. It's not for putting money. It's the clip on your belt. Someone urinating your Cheerios this no, morning. No, you're just wrong. arguing with everything I say. At the bottom, you get a giant adjustment wheel, and on the side, a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $29.99. The, you're going to have more than that money in your money clip. Twenty nine ninety nine. It's practically free. It's a belt clip. It's the Nighthawk by Vertigo. And you lift up when you light it. You push up. Yeah. That's unique. Remember the push-up, the ice cream with the push-up? Oh, the push-up. The push-up. I remember. All right. All right. So, uh, Edge 20 years ago. Um, how did that come to be? We're going to get to the FDA in a second, but how, how did, was, was it the, if, as I recall, was it the Edge of full-bodied and, and not full-bodied? Uh, it was medium plus. I would say it was medium plus. And we in wanted, those days, it seemed very full-bodied. Yeah, for, for back then, it was yeah. kind of full, right? So we wanted to create something that tasted different, unique, uh, tasted like it came right off the factory table. Uh, you know, we put them in these 100-count trays. Yeah. The original Edge did not have a band at all. Right. And it was such a success that people started taking other cigars and putting them in our trays. And uh, we got a lot of copycats, and we had a lot of cigars that were mimicked, and, and so we finally had to end up putting a footband on it. So the original end had a footband. It came in a Corojo and a Maduro. And the unique part about it, for at least six or seven years, the fillers were a secret. And now the secret's out because I've been talking about it. But it's 50% Honduran filler from Hamastron, and the other 50% is from Panama. 
and with nobody Canada's. used fillers right. from Panama at that time. And the wrapper on the Maduro was a Costa Rican Maduro. I know you make a lot of yeah. cigars out of Costa Rica. It was a Costa Rican Maduro wrapper and a Corojo wrapper. And it was a home run for us. And since then, we introduced a Habano wrapper uh, out of Nicaragua. We introduced a Sumatra wrapper. And, uh, and finally, uh, this cigar has one of my favorite wrappers. It's an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. But what happened with that wrapper 10 years ago, they changed the seed varietal and went to Habana 2000. And the reason they did that is the original Sumatra seed wrapper growing in Ecuador was having a lot of problem with disease, mainly black shank and blue mold. And so the people that were growing that seed varietal found that they were losing a majority of their crop. So they went to the Habana 2000 seed in Ecuador, and that changed the flavor profile of this wrapper. So we went out and sought the real small, tiny farmers that were still growing the Sumatra seed. I collected that over eight years, started collecting that wrapper, and when we finally had enough of it, we used that for the 20th anniversary. anniversary. And that's what makes the cigar special, is that original Sumatra seed. It's a seventh priming wrapper. It's really dark. It's really oily, really rich, and has a lot more flavor. How Why long will it be available? Oh, we've, we've been now starting to have people growing it for us. So, okay. Uh, we don't get a lot of it. All right. Uh, but, you know, hopefully this will be a line that continues for Rocky, us. Rocky, why do you think cigars seem stronger now compared to 20 years ago when The Edge was started? Well, I think that people have started to grow uh, tobaccos in Nicaragua more. I think they've uh, brought a lot more science into the growth of uh, the tobacco. There's a lot of cross-pollination of seed varietals, and the tobacco coming out is much more fuller-bodied. Uh, I would say not necessarily stronger. Uh, I know when we first started our farm uh, almost 14 years ago, uh, it was a virgin farm. Nothing had been grown on it, no crop whatsoever. And the original, original first two crops that we got, and I was smoking the Lijero going, wow. Uh, the Viso tasted like Lijero. The Seco tasted like Viso. The tobacco was just much richer. Uh, the natural fertilization and the composition of, you know, uh, what we take, nitrogen, boron, potassium, magnesium, all those things, the science included. Uh, the, the yield is better and the tobacco is better. And I think the taste palettes have changed. So a lot of the cigar companies are making fuller, richer cigars, complex cigars, bolder cigars. Uh, when I first started in the late 90s, all the cigars were mild. I mean, they, you go back, I can't even barely smoke them. Uh, they really don't have a whole lot of flavor. Sure. Right. And so, uh, you know, there was a trend for full-bodied cigars for, I think, 15 years. And, uh, and now uh, the last couple <coughs> releases uh, with our white label and, uh, you know, some of the new releases, the Dark Star that we released at our trade show, uh, we're trying to blend cigars that are more mild to medium. I think it takes a more artisan uh, blending certainly it, had to do in Nicaragua yeah. because it just grows too strong. Strong, right? so yeah. it, it's much harder to yeah. make a milder cigar that has layers of flavor and complexity and balance. So that's what I've been working on lately to try and create that. And I've been spending a lot of time in Europe and uh, had the opportunity to smoke Cuban cigars. And really, if you smoke most of them, they're mild to medium bodied. Sure. And to create that lingering sweetness and to get that you know balance, but still have flavor, uh, that's a challenge, and that's what I've been working on. So thank God you've been working so hard 
to be able to smoke Cuban cigars because you're certainly paying through the nose. <laughs> but it, we're going to get into the after show. Uh, we're going to have you on the after show, and we'll talk about um, the pricing and stuff that's oh, going and what's, what's going happening on. in Europe because of it. But uh, it's it's insane. But let's go let's go back seven years ago, and. Uh, I remember where I was. I remember as soon as the FDA said, okay, we're going to start now controlling cigars. And the the panic that struck in the cigar industry, I was visiting my daughter at college at the time, and uh, the word comes out that this is happening. I go, this is the end. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. You hear about taxes and things like that. The FDA, this thing is going to wipe out every mom and pop um, cigar manufacturer. There will be like one guy that will survive through, through, through it, and also that nobody else would ever come back in, new into the cigar industry. They had drawn a line at 2007 and say anything that comes out of 2007 after has to go away. Yeah. Warning labels, this, this, everything that you went into, the, this horror that was going to go on. What do you do at that moment when that happened? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, I remember sitting in a meeting uh, and there was Dan McGee, who was the lawyer for General Cigar, and he actually got up at the meeting and said, don't worry, the FDA is not going to regulate premium cigars that badly. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, don't worry about it. It's all going to be okay. I said, what do you mean, don't worry? And then I remember we, uh, at one of the shows, we got all the manufacturers together. Yeah. I think you were in that meeting. Yeah. And I got lambasted by people. They oh, were screaming. Yeah, they were screaming at me. You don't know what you're talking about. You're new in the cigar business. We've been doing it for generations. Uh, don't worry. What are you trying to create a problem here? You know, uh, take it easy. You know, you don't know anything about what's going on. And I was like, guys, this is going to be a problem. The I worst. see it. And then we had several meetings with the FDA, and it was quite apparent they had no interest in listening to us. And they had so little knowledge about this industry. They would ask us, why do you put cellophane on your cigars? And, you know, what kind of chemicals are in the cellophane? And uh, there was a point, if you look at the regulation, they wanted us to test the wooden boxes, the cellophane, the bands, the foot bands. Yeah. Every single thing had to go through chemical constituent testing. It was mind-blowing. They went from zero to 100 Real fast. Right. And, they were, they uh, were ready, man. They, yeah. they, it was, that was pre-planned, and they came out swinging. Just, listen, the show wouldn't even existed because they wanted to, to stop any advertising. of There'd have to be a warning mm -hmm. label every time we mentioned something. It'd just be impossible to end up having. A poster, a hat, Eddie Chotsky, right. anything you gave away, <laughs> yeah. that cigar. As far as they're concerned, if it burns, it's bad. That, so, that, that's their philosophy. And here was the weird thing. Some of the manufacturers started actually using the warning labels. I went to a trade show once, and there it was. Mm. And I said, hasn't even happened yet. Don't give in. Yeah. They had already given in or wanted it. They had. Yeah, Trust they made me, we, pushing it. We had our attorney reach out to some of the companies. Why are you putting warning labels on? It's going to uh, you know, undermine the case. Please stop doing it. We have a big case pending in federal court. We're trying to get rid of the warning labels. And it was, it was so much dissension. It was so difficult. I mean, uh, I was getting beat up time and time over and over again. Every time you tried to get in front of things, you know, people were just, you don't know what you're talking about. This is going to, we need to, you know, just come up with a plan and let them come up with a regulation that we can live with. And I'm like, you guys just don't see the picture here. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason the truth is on our side. And, um, uh, you know, 
Uh, I, I got my hats off to Mike Copperman. He really yes. helped us with the law of science. He, he got in front of the science. And, um, he he, and he we called were, up to be on the show today. I said, it, I, I have Rocky. He's going to be no, no, no. He, he, but he, he did call. He, he really we'll get knew him the science. And, 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 and I told Michael Edney, I said, we got to include this because the attorneys didn't want to get into a scientific battle, yeah. right? And they wanted to talk about a lot of the other things. But we had to take the science to them. And I'm glad we included it in a lot of the briefs and, and had it in our comments and everything else. Because all of that together, along with the impact it had on this little industry, all of it worked. And it's so clear that when you read the judge's opinion, he points to every single thing that we included in our brief. I mean, they went as far as, oh, we can't have cigars because secondhand smoke. How are we going to, you know, they're going to mislabel product. We need to regulate them so we can make sure their labeling is right, this, that, and the other. And the judge looked at all of that and said, they're not mislabeling anything. You're getting ahead of something that's not a problem. Right. And you're just trying to create a problem here, you know. And he cited to all the costs the industry would bear and how we've been basically uh, under a chokehold for all these decades, yeah. not being able to plant our farming, not being able to plan whether we open new factories, uh, you know, not being able to plan how we buy our packaging. I mean, it's been a total chokehold. So in who, this did, industry who originally decade. did this? Because... The FDA was handed this. They didn't ask for it. They were given it, right? Yeah, so the, this was a congressional act that was passed by Congressman Waxman and Congressman Kennedy, yeah. right? And Boy, have it never, never wanted to include premium cigars. It was because of a lot of the other product, mass market products that were a problem. I think uh, uh, the, the trend started in California because of the Darjarm. And they called them cigars as opposed to cigarettes, yeah. and that kind of got the ball rolling. Uh, and uh, and then it just took off from there. And I think President Obama then got somehow involved in it, and then allowed for premium cigars to be part of the problem in it. And then once the FDA had it, they just ran with it. And the ironic part is, we're paying the user fees to get employees into the FDA to regulate us. Right. So we're paying for our own death penalty. Uh, you know, that, that was the ironic part. And this is the next part, I think, is we're going to go back and we're going to fight to get those user fees that were paid to the FDA that they collected illegally, and we're going to try and get, the re get rid of the user fees moving forward. Why, well, does it, why is it that they collected it illegally? Just because they don't, they don't have that authority? Because the judge said they never should have had the authority to regulate premium cigars, and right. that's very evident. And that's, that's part of the judgment. Judge. That's part and, of the judgment. And we're talking about seven years of them collecting about $20 million a year is what it looks like they ended up doing. So you're talking about $140 million uh, possibly coming back into the cigar industry, which would be fabulous. But as it is today, if you receive a container comes in, you're paying. Absolutely. Even Every though cigar, they say the FDA now. is not controlling it. Correct. It's still so you have to go to a special administrative court uh, and, uh, and file a new lawsuit regarding the technicality of getting these fees wiped out and collecting the back fees. So uh, I know the attorneys are working on that, and uh, that's our plan. Now we've got to wait for 60 days to see if if the Justice Department is going to appeal this, um, I feel that, uh, and in, in talking to Michael Edney, I mean, this opinion is very well written. It cites a lot of constitutional law. Uh, it is absolutely tight. Uh, I just don't see where they, they can overturn this on appeal. Uh, so let's see if they do it. I hope not. I, I, I don't think they'll even try, what to is be the, honest with you. I hope. What does offense look like right now? Are we going to now t put our eyes on S-CHIP? which, let's face it, is going into the general fund. It's not the children's health care. 
Correct. So I think there, there are a lot of battles still ahead of us, okay? We have a lot of taxation issues in a lot of states where we're trying to get 50-cent caps in. Uh, that's important. This uh, anti-smoking regulation that pops up on a county and statewide level uh, that we still have to deal with, uh, that the CR and PCA are working very close, and also the CA on certain terms working together on that. Um, and then finally, you know, I think that under the TTB tax code, we have to create a separate category for premium cigars now. It's very important right now. All the products yeah. are lumped together. So whenever there's a tax, the it problem. attacks everything. And the bad actors mix in with the good actors. And, and we, 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 we become the unintended consequence of these issues. So we need to separate that out. So I think that's what we need to work on is separating us out. Once we get separated out, then I think we can take the S-chip battle and, and work that issue um, if you, you know. need a legal definition, I know somebody that got one through uh, the state of New Hampshire. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Hey, this thing is federally, it goes, we have problems with towns, certain towns within the city. But it's like, how do you, how do you fight everything? And FDA believed that it was go, the cigar industry was going to get worn down and give up. And it's thanks to people like you that did not give up because eventually they wear down and you give up and then you, you roll into it or you start accepting, uh, let's compromise, let's uh, meet in the middle somewhere. Well, when you deal with the government and you meet in the middle, yeah, they take that, the half that they're going to take now and then they immediately go to get the other half so it never ends. Hopefully that this is the end. Yeah, and, and and you and everybody else can get back to making great cigars and work working on your businesses and things like that because all when it comes down to it, and I've had the conversation with our governor here in the state, he goes, Dave, what do you want from me? And I said, I want you to leave me the fuck alone. And he laughs. Yeah. But but that's the case. I don't want anything from you. Yeah. I just want you to leave us alone uh, instead of continuing to have these fights over the same thing. If we can use what made a wrote and use to our advantage now, anytime there's a problem that comes up and say, here, you know, when they're talking about children, children are into cigars. I've been retail for 38 years. The, the only child that ever came in the store is somebody that the government paid to bring in there to see if they could catch me trying to sell to youth. It never happens. It's, it's a lot of stores for a lot of years, and they, there's no, they don't want it. They have nothing to do with it. And they continue to bring that narrative up to use against us, and it's not true. I mean, this issue almost bankrupted the PCA. It almost bankrupted the CRA. Yes. I mean, we all dug into our personal pockets, you know. A lot of the family-owned companies dug into their personal yes. pockets for this. And it was a lot of money. It yeah. wasn't a small amount of money. And we didn't know what the end result was going to be. But this was protect the livelihood of everybody. And there were so many people who didn't step up to the plate, you know, know. or stepped up in a small way. And, 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 and we all know who the people were that stepped up in a big way, and, and people gave as much as they could, and others didn't do anything at all. Right. And uh, it, it, was, it was a very, very tough time, tough pill to swallow, and uh, amazing. If we, if we would have had a negative result, uh, there would have been a lot of bitter people, uh, a lot of bitter people, and it would have absolutely, I believe, destroyed 70% of this industry. And, and certainly the people that stepped up were the ones that would have survived. So they, they stepped up to protect people that were their competitors, to protect this right. industry and to protect the future of this industry. Listen. Because at, 
one point we were all small, and I remember how I started, and it was difficult, and it was a challenge in sacrificing 20 years of family, friends, relationship to build this business, and there are people in that position now, and we wanted to give them the same opportunity, to afford them the same opportunity to succeed. So, you know, um, I, I hope this is a lesson learned moving forward yeah. where people equally step in to protect this industry from all other outside problems. <laughs> I hope that's the case, but I know it's not going to be. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's the few that end up saving the other ones. And I'm going to also say that you are in the best situation with every – there's been so many different Rocky Patel brands that's out there. You had so many substantial equivalent products that's there. If this ended up happening, you would be in a better situation than a, not a worse situation. You personally would have been in a better situation. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, well, we had a lot of blends that were substantial equivalents yeah. that were predicated. And, My uh, God. And uh, we're known for having a lot of brands. And I remember, I'm not going to mention a name, but a certain person from a certain company sat down at lunch with me at one point and said, I can't believe you're fighting against this regulation. You're going to be one of 10 companies yeah. that's going to survive. It's going to be better for you. And I said, that's not about what this is about. This is about the future of this industry. This is about protecting the legacy of this industry. It's bigger than us. That it's bigger than us. Yeah. It's going to give nobody an opportunity. And ultimately, it's going to bite us. And, you know, Philip Morris thought that when they pushed for all this regulation, now even they realize that this regulation that they have is going to actually bite them in the ass. So, so let me ask you this. You don't have to answer the question of, say, the person that it is. But is that a CEO of a company or is that a owner of a company? It was a CEO of, of a course company. it was because he's not, he's not in. Of course it was. Uh, uh, that was a leading question. I'd like to <laughs> objection. But I don't know the answer to it, but of course that's what it was. Um, all right, we have to celebrate. Uh, Rocky, open that bottle of champagne up while it's time to Ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to Ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Big Scott asks, what is the proper way to saber a bottle? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, About 10 years ago, my fiancé bought a very rare big name collection of cigars it cost about $400 for just 10 cigars it's been aging ever since we are getting married in September and I want to know should I smoke one or should I keep the collection as it is it is my prized possession in my 1500 cigar humidor and what I show everyone when they come over what the hell would you do smoke one a year yeah I would have smoked them all by now right anyhow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Hopefully, you only get married the one time. Yeah. Rocky, do you save cigars? Do you have a collection? I really don't collect them. Uh, I smoke them. I enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have saved one box of 
every single oh. cigar that I created, starting with Indian tobacco. So I have there's saved a lot that of them. Half. So there's a, <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot there's, of them. There's crates of them, right? But uh, I've saved that for kind of a legacy collection. So we've saved that. And I do have one box of everything. I've well, you could do a museum with that for sure. Uh, all right, we're going to go to break, uh, and when we come back, um, we have, uh, what about premium cigars? What is the real definition of a premium cigar now? And Rocky owns a brand called Java. It's infused, or dare I say the F word, flavored. Uh, what about that? What's with flavored cigars? Are we okay? Can flavored cigars come back in a, in a big way, or uh, what's the government say with that? We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Cheers. Congratulations. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. In a world where the open road calls to the adventurous, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrails Blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the Guardrails complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. 
with over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red West Tampa Cigars. It's passion with a purpose. Welcome back. We are celebrating the victory for the cigar industry that the FDA is out and uh, we are not controlled by the FDA and uh, hopefully left alone forever. But uh, forever in, in, in this world, it, they're always coming after us for one reason or another. But I think we have some uh, good information. Uh, one is that we, do we have a clear definition of a premium cigar, Rocky? We do. The judge made out, laid out that definition uh, in the last case. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a definition that we kind of adopted from option two. And uh, it's basically, uh, you know... I have it here if, you, if it yeah. helps you. Go ahead and read Wrapped it in whole leaf tobacco. Yep. Uh, contains 100% leaf tobacco binder. Contains at least 50% by filler weight of long filler tobacco. Handle, hand rolled or handmade. No machinery is used as a pot. Just simple tools such as scissors and right. leave them impress them. Yeah. It's fine. Um, has no filter no tip, and no non-tobacco mouthpiece. Does not have a characteristic flavor other than tobacco, and we're going to get into that. Contains no only tobacco, water, vegetable gum, that's what holds the little cap on here, and no other ingredients or additives, and weighs more than six pounds per thousand. The reason for that is they don't want it to be a cigarette, and, and you make believe like you're calling it a cigar. So it, it's pretty simplified. Um, there's other definitions that are out there in Europe of uh, spiral bound, but that would have to actually happen automatically with the hand-making version of what this is. What's spiral bound? I'm not familiar with that. Rolled like that as opposed oh, to gotcha. a machine um, doing it the other so way. Wait, where does something like fire-cured tobacco fall into that? Is that a flavor or it isn't? No, because it's, there's no additive. You're not adding anything to it. There's not an artificial ingredient or anything you know, added to it. So I think it, it's going to be fine. And if yeah. we're talking fire-cured, what about the fact that Toscano doesn't use a binder? Uh, that could be a problem. That could be a yeah, problem. could be a problem. Well, there's there's no definition of what a binder is. So if they're using an ugly wrapper, that could <laughs> be a binder. No, they have no wrapper, right? Yeah. Well, I it's, think you have to have that, don't you? No, you use the binder. right? Well, it is wrapped in whole leaf tobacco, yeah. and oh. its binder is 100 percent tobacco. So and it's got to be rolled by yeah. hand. Yeah, it is yeah. rolled by hand. So you have a brand called Java, correct? Big seller. Um, what is the wording there? Infused. 
Yeah, I mean, they are infused, you know, yeah. it's got... Uh, Infused with uh, chocolate, sec- cocoa. secret ingredients right. that I don't even know about. You don't even Drew's, know. I don't really? even know what they are because Drew Estate makes it for us. So, uh, you know, th- listen, when we got into the battle here to save premium cigars, I realized that to cut off an arm to save the body. And uh, I have nothing against premium flavored cigars. I think they're perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with them. You don't uh, think we, children are we, using we, it? Absolutely not. No, uh, absolutely not. We wanted to get the premium cigar category across the finish line. Yeah. Once we got that and set that as a precedent, now we have the opportunity to take premium infused slash flavored cigars across the finish line also. Uh, I truly believe there is no youth access issues with cigars such as Java or what Drew Estate makes, acid, whatever. Uh, they are absolutely premium cigars. And uh, the next battle, uh, I think what's going to happen is the FDA is going to come out with some sort of deeming regulation in the next several months regarding flavors. There'll be a comment period. Uh, there'll be a public comment period. We'll comment on it. They're going to come after this because uh, they just lost? You think exactly. they're going to come well, swinging? They, they were going to come after it anyway. Yeah. And, and then after that, they'll come out with the final rule. And then I think we have to go to the courts again because the reality is it's the same as this. It's a, it's a premium cigar that kids are not smoking. Yeah. There's no youth access issues because of flavors. Uh, secondly, uh, it does not possess pose a, a risk to the public health at large either. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing different in that cigar that creates a health risk. So, uh, you know, I think the science is there. I think the, the, the evidence is there. The data is there to show again uh, in federal court that this also should pass muster and the FDA should not be able to regulate right. them. Uh, so uh, the, the same premise as what Judge Mehta ruled for these particular products ought to apply for the premium products that are infused or flavored. And I think you can kind of sit this one out, and I know you won't, but uh, the big guys are going to come swinging for this one, They're going to come swinging, and I'll I'll help them. Yeah. I'll help them. (laughs) I know you will. I know you will. Is Uh, PCA on board with playing offense at this point? Absolutely. I think the PCA is on board at uh, playing offense. And uh, listen, uh, the retailers sell a lot of premium-flavored cigars. They want that protected too so everybody's on board we just wanted to get this across the finish line nobody had anything against flavored cigars now we once that strategy is over now we actually have precedence to to work on going after this issue because it falls basically under the same category and maybe this will heal some of the wounds that are out there i hope so yeah i hope so yeah because if if you wondered why some of the people didn't uh go to the trade shows and why this infighting of it was that the premium side was not fighting enough for the machine made right. or the or the flavored side of it and we have to get past one before we can go help the yeah, other one and, and that's exactly and I, and I truly believe that I yeah. believe that if you had lumped everything together yeah. uh, we would have all fallen and, right. and it was a simple quote that I think uh, Senator Reid mentioned at one point early on, he said, imagine there's one lifeboat and 10 people get in it. You can't put 20 people in it. You know, just It'll get sink. That, it'll sink. And so, we'll come back yeah. for you. So it was about getting this across the finish line, and now I think we can go about and, and protect the flavored issue also. All right. All right, we have a question of the week right now, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Is that me? Joe. Okay. You have access to one cigar. There's only one left in the humidor. Someone gave it to you. You didn't buy it. It's flavored. Do you pick, you smoke the cigar, or are you not smoking? 
And I'm not a flavored smoker. I have my answer, but I, I don't smoke infused cigars. Even when they're new, I just st- I kind of stay away. There's only two infused cigars that I would call it three, if you want to call Toscano, Java, and Tobacco Special. They're the only three that I can tolerate. And anything with, um, you know, I don't even want a sweet tip. But uh, those are the only three that I can tolerate. Short of that, no, I'm going to go without. Because I'd rather the taste stays in my, in my mouth or whatever it is. Whatever they do with Tobacco Special and Java, it's good for me. Uh, but um, short of, and, and the Toscano stuff, uh, short of that, um, I don't smoke them. Where are you at, Ed Sullivan? Um, choosing not to smoke that cigar. Rocky? I would smoke a Java or a Tobacco Special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I actually your answer was great, both of you. So yeah. uh, I think uh, in that case I would. Uh, if it was something else, I think I'd tap out. Yeah, I, I, I can't even you know, and I you know, I love Drew Estate, but I, I can't smoke acid cigars. <laughs> we had and 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 they're such big sellers, but we, we had smoked at Amigos uh, on the show yeah. when it first came out when that launched. But I'm not. I can't have flavored coffee. I, yeah, I'm I, 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 even yeah. ice cream. I go vanilla. I'm like. So the non-flavored additive guy. You don't do coffee ice cream? I don't. Really? I do vanilla ice cream is, huh. my, is my favorite. Mint chocolate chip? I have done it, but I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you I'm know, a guy You know, talking vanilla. about flavors, I think our big battle right now is state issues, right? So California, for example, mm-hmm. uh, if the box or anything, any descriptor on the box talks about a flavoring, uh, if there's a name of a flavor, uh, if there's any uh, cinnamon uh, that, you know, a- a- anything that kind of describes a word related to flavor, you can't sell that cigar. And then you have to sell it at $21 or something, a stick. Yeah. Uh, it's just outrageous. I think Maryland's got, Massachusetts got something mm-hmm. coming out. There's uh, no menthol cigarettes in Massachusetts. Yeah, so it's it, crazy. Uh, that's what's concerning to me is, is some of these state legislatures that are coming out with this arbitrary, egregious, you know, legislation uh, just to ban it. And they don't understand the type of people, the, the age group, that's the dynamic that's smoking them. Um, you know, how would it, uh, how easy, crazy. how much easier will it be one, now that we have some precedent at the government level, the, the U.S. level, to be able to pull that into states? Because the states do have the right to be able to Absolutely. sort of govern how they, they want to govern. They do, but there's such, such strong lobbying from the anti-smoking groups, you know, the American Cancer Society, Tobacco Free Kids, American Lung Association, and they're so liberal. And uh, it, they just put up with nonsense. And they, 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 it, it, it takes so much time to educate every state legislature, as you yeah. know how hard you worked in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. I mean, it's about spending the time educating uh, these, these government officials. And it's just a battle. It's going to take time. But in the meantime, uh, they just take your, cut your legs out from under you. So now that we have, have had a win to gear up for the next horrible thing that ends up happening to the cigar industry, stronger than ever, what we didn't have is consumers that were a part of it. And the NRA is very, very strong consumer, but the CRA was very, very weak. And again, it ended up being top retailers and big time on manufacturers to have this um, CRA, Cigar Rights of America, which is supposed to be... um, 
regular consumer-driven type of thing. It, it was supposed to be a consumer-driven organization. Unfortunately, we just didn't get that many consumers that were interested to join. Uh, you know, we, we do have a solid core, but certainly not enough as, as we visioned. Uh, it ended up being funded mostly by family-owned companies yeah. and, uh, and out of necessity to fight this battle. And a handful and, of them, by uh, the way. Yeah, and, and so now I hope the scope would be to get more consumer yes. involvement. My vision, uh, as a good friend of mine, uh, Abe, had mentioned, you know, if we can get a spokesperson like a Joe Rogan yeah. or somebody like that to head up, the consumer organization and, and get consumers involved and that get that big consumer participation. I think that's the next level and that's the future of growth that we need to focus on. That's what we have to do right now. Yeah. So it looks like while you're coming off the victory or something, all the more, you're the consumer, you're listening, I think it's like $35, $50 a yeah. year or whatever yeah. little amount it is. Uh, so it's a couple of good cigars. Uh, and you join the CRA, cigarrights.org and become a member, and you say, oh, you, things are okay. When we wait until things the shit hit the fan, yeah. that's when we're screwed. Oh, way more expensive and, to do yeah. it that way. So uh, if they see that we're, we're a strong organization, they don't mess with the gun so much because they, they know they can't do anything. Right. You know, the people will be up in arms over it, literally. And uh, in, in the case of cigars, it's like, yeah, nobody cares. When, when I'd show up at a state fighting Massachusetts when I did, I went by myself. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. Of course I wasn't going to win. If I ended up walking in with 200 people, yeah. they, everything would have stopped, and they go, okay, uh, we're going to table this, which is a thing they do to push it aside to say, okay, I'm going to wait for these guys to give up, and we'll table it for now. Okay, so uh, in the case of the FDA, um, you guys didn't stop, and that's what, why it ended up being uh, successful. We have to gear up now and get the consumer Involved here. There's only so many retailers. There's so many manufacturers. How do we end up building this thing? It's got to be com consumer based. Absolutely, it's got. We got to focus on that. Those of you listening out there, please try to get involved. And it'd be amazing. I'd go to a retail event. There'd be 150 people there, and I'd give a big speech and talk about all the issues and problems we're facing. And we were lucky to get two, three people to sign up. You know. Yeah. And so I, I think a national spokesperson and. The, a little better strategy, try and get consumers involved. Uh, that should be the next phase. Yeah. Uh, upcoming shows next week, uh, we have Eric Newman from J.C. Newman on. We'll talk a little briefly about this, but we're going to talk about new consumers, new cigar smokers, how to get new cigar smokers involved. And, and part of it is, is going to be what just happened. We're going to use this to our advantage um, that there is uh, not youth access and there's no uh, harm that's caused by premium cigars. Um, and then the following week, as it turns out, the real cost to open a cigar shop. If you were thinking of investing into the cigar industry, uh, now, if, if, if you had the money aside because you were worried that the bottom was going to fall out of this, uh, it's open again. Oh, and, it's, we're ready to see a bunch of Don Nobody's stuff. Right, this right. is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> be cigar but hey, that's how it all starts. And when uh, Rocky was there in 95, there was so many cigar brands, and the cream rose to the top, and a handful of them made it through, and that's how, how it ends up going. But they should have the ability to jump in sure. if they want to jump in, and they, they have that ability now uh, thanks um, uh, to the, the success that just happened. Um, can new people get in the cigar industry, do you feel, right now without a problem? Well, I think the barrier to entry is very easy in the cigar industry, as we've seen over the last uh, at least decade. Uh, you know, there's more factories opened up in Nicaragua than ever in history before. Uh, but uh, the pathway to success is not so easy. 
Um, it's a matter of sacrificing a lot of time on the road, sacrificing a lot of time at the factories, uh, really working on vertical integration and having that supply of tobacco uh, to have consistent cigars, uh, great construction and quality. Um, because there is a shortage of good tobacco, it's easy to make a few cigars, right? But when you want to grow and expand, uh, when you get into that volume game, it becomes a little challenging. And uh, this immigration problem is a big problem. Uh, there are a lot of people in Nicaragua that we're all losing in our factories that are crossing the borders. I mean, there are literally, you'll see a caravan of 100 vehicles uh, on a weekly basis uh, leaving. And, uh, you know, I've leaving out to of Esteli. I've talked to, yeah, Esteli, wow. I've talked to George Pedrona, I've talked to Corey or Oliva, I've talked to a lot of people. We're all losing people. And these are people that, uh, you know, I don't know what they're hopeful of getting on the other side of the border that have good-paying jobs that are leaving. So it's a challenge right now uh, in Esteli, Nicaragua, with all the new factories. And obviously, Fuente is going to build a brand-new factory there that's going to be uh, quite palatial and, uh, and big. So uh, we're working on a well, new they factory need, there. They're going to build a big, beautiful factory, but they need people to work. Well, and, and, and it's a challenge. It's and, a challenge. And where do you get them? You're well, get I mean, them you got to start from, training people, and you get maybe yeah. 100 people that you're going to school, out of which you pick 10. Yeah. Uh, and, and then out of that 10, you know, a week later, you might lose four. Uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult problem right now, especially in Nicaragua. And, uh, people and, stealing, jumping from... Well, there. I mean, people, yeah, it's, it's happening. And, yeah. you know, and now people are coming into Honduras, too. There's a couple companies I know that are looking yeah. into moving from... Uh, having a place in Nicaragua, having a place in Honduras. Uh, Padron you know, used to Pad do it. Yeah, Padron did it. You know, yeah. We've been making cigars in Honduras and Nicaragua right. because you never know. Nestor's been doing it for a long time because uh, of the political challenges of what's going on in Nicaragua. I mean, we've been hearing about boycotting. We've been hearing about all kinds of things. There's been nationalism decades yeah. ago. So, uh, you know, uh, even though things are fairly stable now, you've got to think ahead. So uh, it's not that easy to succeed, uh, but, you know, the strong will survive, and you have to be determined and passionate and uh, be in for the long haul. And work hard. It's yeah. not easy, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How important is it to you that you are on the road? Uh, it, this is the only industry, I think, in the world where a principal owner walks into the boutique that sells their product <laughs> well, I, and stands I, there and shakes the customer's hand. When I started, I don't think that was uh, uh, something that was the norm, right? Yeah. I created that bandwidth, right, of going there and, and, and really meeting customers uh, building a relationship with the retailers. I mean, this is a complete relationship business. From the factory, from the farms to the factory, from the factory uh, to, the, to the manufacturers, to the, to the wholesalers, to the retailers, uh, all of it and to the consumer. It's a complete relationship product. I mean, you have to talk about the quality of the product. You have to explain to them the, the tobaccos and the blends, what makes the cigar special, uh, how hard you work to make it special, what the taste notes are, what the flavor profiles are, uh, the energy of cigar smoking. Uh, when you have a fellow cigar smoker, you have an automatic relationship. 
relationship. It doesn't matter whether you're a blue collar worker, whether you're a CEO, athlete, it doesn't matter, you know, black, white, what religion, it's an automatic bond. It's the only product that I know that creates that relationship when you meet a cigar smoker, whether you meet them on an airplane, whether you meet them at a cigar bar, wherever you meet somebody, it's, a, it's an automatic bond. You never see a fight break out amongst cigar right. smokers. You can sit there and talk about life, politics, sports, you can daydream. It's an amazing thing that brings people together, especially in this day and age of the internet where people are sitting on their Instagram or Facebook. I mean, it allows you to have an engage in a conversation and it really brings society together. It's a very special thing. And last night was interesting that we, we tested a new kind of model of a, of a cigar event out last night, which was an uh, intimate night with Rocky Patel, and it was a Q&A. Uh, and we sat there with, with a little microphone, yeah. and, and uh, people wrote in questions and or yelled them out uh, in there. And uh, I was very happy to see uh, people were very engaged. They were quiet. They were on the edge of the seats listening. They wanted it. Um, I had thought before we started, maybe we'll go an hour. And you said, you know, two hours go by really fast. And I'm like... Two hours, okay, so he's, he's up for it if he ends up doing it. We went over two hours, yeah. and uh, people stuck around. So I think it was great. It says something that the consumer does want this. The consumer I mean, wants the information so bad. And, and you get to go a lot deeper than nor- normally, you, you know, a, a two-minute talk standing uh, by the register or something explaining your brand. We got really into some yeah. good stuff. And, and that's why we love to bring people down on our factory tours. Yeah. You know, because I can talk to them blue in the face, but when they come down and see the nursery and the farm and the curing and the fermentation and the construction and the 300 different hands and the work that goes into making a good quality cigar and, and they see how clean the factories are and how hard these people work and how dedicated they are, uh, it, it's something that's a, an unbelievable education for the consumer. And they have so much more appreciation for a premium cigar once they actually go through that process or are in Honduras or in Nicaragua and get to actually experience it. So yeah. it's an important aspect. Yeah. All right, Rocky Patel, all I got is two words for you for, for what has happened, uh, which is thank you for all your hard work, Amen. your money, your time, everything that you put into seven years of it. I hope you can now concentrate a little more on your, your own cigar brand, your own company, but you didn't, you didn't seem to hurt your, your cigar brand either at the same time, but maybe you can take some days off and rest a little bit. That's my plan, so yeah. uh, it's a good victory. Let's all celebrate, it but much more work has to it be is. done. How about a nice hand for Rocky Patel, everybody? Thank you. <laughs> he did it, man. We all owe him. We all owe him. All right, uh, that is it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, first stars review that we did for the Cigar Authority. That's the listeners of the show actually did a cigar review. We're going to talk about that. For those that. of you who don't know what that is, they're also referred to as boners. No, it is not. There are stars. we got a lot to talk about with them. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. 
We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. 
Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused. While the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so. They can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red West Tampa Cigars. It's passion with a purpose. This okay. next hour maybe feel a little slower because uh, we can't talk like that. That's, <laughs> that, that's an insanely easy interview. We we, well, did, we got we got some reading coming up. Oh, too. perfect! And perfect. Uh, we, my favorite. We, we did uh, a couple of commercials with Rocky beforehand uh, to change up his commercials. So next week you'll hear new commercials, and it's not you talking. It's and Rocky. It was pretty impressive. No script. No script. No notes. And really, and just, no edits. What, what, yeah. It. And what are you looking for? About a minute, minute two. Boom. <laughs> I mean, ultimate professional. It's unbelievable. How can one man possess so much talent? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, we're going to light up another cigar here today, and there's a reason we're going to light that, and we'll get to it. But what do we have here? All right, we're going to be smoking the HVC 10th Anniversary Robusto, weighing in at 5 by 54 ring gauge. And even though this edition marks their 12th year in business, this Nicaraguan Puro consists of Corojo 99 Rosado Wrapper, Criollo 98 Binder and Corojo 99, Corojo 98, and Corojo 2000 on the filler. A single's mm. going to set you back $13.99. A box of 10 is $124.99, which works out to just $12.50 per cigar at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries the HVC 10th anniversary, of course, you can always go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two. GuysCigars.com. That, that was an awful lot of Corojo. <laughs> so, uh, really, it's his 12th year? This is and the 12th. Tenth. This is the, the Cubans are going to be late for their own funeral. <laughs> They're late on every single thing. You know your 10-year anniversary is coming up, and it takes you 12 years to put it out? Well, he did come out with this on his 10th year. Oh, all a, right. In a different size. And then last year had another size. Oh, all right. And now this year is oh, the... Oh, so it's much like... Uh, Perdomo's 10-year anniversary Correct. that keeps going. Except he just is coming out with different sizes. Right, okay. like his Black Friday. It's different. Size, right. Although the blend stays the same. Except for the way. time that he fucked around with that broadleaf. And he can, there's, there's a, young, a young gun in the cigar industry that, that's in there because of FDA. Just, because he would have been gone. All of these gone. ones would have been gone, gone, gone. So that's it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. <laughs> Losers. They, stand they weren't before, ready. They weren't ready. They, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. <laughs> They're talking about paying attention. Good. Let's all do it together. Ready? Go. All right. Here we go. Hey, Rocky's out there. The, our, the attention is gone from us, but that's yeah, okay. We're not, we're not important. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we knew we were losing Barry. I had to get to work on 
am I going to do these reviews and stuff? He hadn't done them for a good nine months. Because right. uh, once they moved to the warehouse, right. that was it. He couldn't smoke all day long and whatever. So I got to work on it. And I got uh, people to actually sign up to do it. And we have 10 people per group that are doing it. And there's four different groups. So uh, every single week on uh, Thursday at 12 noon, the review is going to go up. And the first one just went up this Thursday. And... Um, so this is 10 listeners of the show. They don't know who they do now because I right. put them his who's in your group, but I may move them around. Who knows mm-hmm. what happens of when I, when I find the right people that would, you know, well, cause you're going to have in each group of people, you're going to have some people that are a little stronger at maybe the descriptor words and other people that maybe have a better flow in their, in my, their my worry is the, the, the people that score low and the people that score very high. So we call them outliers. So of the 10, we get rid of the highest and the lowest. And then I have the middle 80%, and then I divide that number in there. I did it a whole bunch of ways beforehand to understand how I was going to do it. And I go, okay, this looks like the way to go. And uh, what do you have? So read, read it to well, us. Are we, we going to light a cigar? Yeah, for, oh, I mean, I can't this? read without a cigar. All right, all right. Let's, let's light a cigar, Jonathan. The cold drawer on this, by the way, is a very distinct. This is, without question, tobacco that was purchased from Aganorsa. There's nobody else that has tobacco that tastes like this. Okay. It's not a descriptive. I know it's not very descriptive for people that are looking for me to say cherries like I did in the last one. But this is... Aganosa. Quintessential Aganorsa. Yes. If someone handed me this cigar blind, I would know at the very least where the tobacco came from. So let's talk about how you click in this lighter on. <laughs> We're not talking about that at all. You want to do the lighter bit, you do the lighter bit. Otherwise, you just have to deal with how I do it. So I was there when Ed Santamaria, our buyer, bought this. And you know why we bought it? Because of the way... <laughs> this, is, this was the reason. Huh. The lift up. So it's important to you. It is. We're going to light our cigar today with the Nighthawk by the folks at it's Vertigo. It's more natural. It f- <laughs> because you're pushing towards the flame. You're pushing up to yeah. the flame. This is why I hate you. Because you can't just let me do my thing. Go. It features a flip top and two jets. And you know what, folks? You ignite this by pushing the button up. And yeah, that, really. That right there, there we go. is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen on a lighter. Not the cheap flat flame that they have. Not the Vertigo Cyclone. The, the tank just lasts forever and the lighter lasts forever. None of those matter. This lighter, you push it up instead of down. And they're going to probably tell you, you know what kind of work that was? And you know what? You know what? It's not even important that this lighter features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It doesn't matter that there's a flip-out bullet punch. They all do. It doesn't matter there's an easy adjustment, and it doesn't matter there's a goddamn money clip on the back It isn't a money clip. It clips on your belt. If you're clipping it on your belt, you're a psychopath. Who walks around with a fucking lighter on their belt? I don't know. We'll see. Same, because it's same brand people new. that have a cell phone on their belt. There we go. It's also like psychopaths. You have pockets for cell phones mm-hmm. and for lighters. Knives. They have clips. What are those clips? Money clips on your knife? Depends on the size of the knife. <laughs> Dave Scooter says Dave is always in awe of anyone or anything that can do a push-up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Because I can do three. <laughs> the Nighthawk by Vertigo is twenty nine ninety nine, and it's worth it no matter which feature you like about it. All right. Okay. You ready, Ed? <clears throat> as ready as I'm ever going to All be. Right, you so know, th- people don't like reading, but we're going to try. You're right. the best one on the show to do it, though. All right. So 
This is the first review from our stars. Or right. boners, in case you followed that show. This is for the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Sonata. It's a harmonious cigar symphony. I see what you did there with go. Sonata. The size in question is the Vibrato, 6-inch by 54 ring gauge. It's box-pressed, and that will cost $13.29 per single. And you know what I did here is that was one, the only one, by the way, that we had smoked the previous month. Yeah. So I wanted to see, I wanted to put one of those in there to end up seeing, uh, because that person would have already smoked it, because they were a Care Package member, and then they got it again without a band on it. What did they think of it? Well, the yeah. summary is they loved it. Yeah. Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Sonata is the much-awaited sequel to the award-winning Cigar of the Year in 2019, the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua, and it does not disappoint. Crafted by brand owner Rafael Nodal, this cigar line is a true musical composition of flavors that captivates the senses. The Sonata starts with an elegant appearance. Soft okay, so the first part, I had to put information on there. That wasn't coming from the group. Right. So I put, well, they don't know what it is. Correct. So. Everything else now is the group itself putting this, giving this information. A soft box press chocolate brown wrapper that's finely constructed and inviting, made entirely from Nicaraguan tobaccos and expertly crafted at the Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez de Nicaragua S.A. Cigar Factory. Right, I, I had to put that information in, too. That I is. had to put that information in also because, again, they didn't know, but the descriptive is them. So, folks, if you're listening to this review right now and you're wondering which parts Dave I'll did tell you. and which he didn't do, he will tell you. Yes. <laughs> if we come across any words he doesn't know, then that wasn't him. Right. <laughs> Correct. But this cigar exudes the richness and complexity of its origins. Exudes was not him. No, he's that not, was an not him. He doesn't write that. Upon lighting up, the first third begins with a delightful. That's a nod to Mr. Delightful. Yeah, that could have been you writing that. <laughs> a delightful mix of black pepper, barnyard, and salt and vinegar chips. Now, that I've could be that. Dave. That could, no, be. that could be Jonathan. <laughs> I don't eat potato chips. But you would say salt and vinegar potato chips. Oh, yeah. I've said that. Yeah. I have yeah. written that. And this creates a unique interplay of savory and tangy notes. As the cigar progresses, a symphony of flavors unfolds. Symphony, I added that to, to, because it had to do with the Sonata. Yeah, I see that. All right. Including hints of mushroom, cumin, toffee, and cedar, all accompanied by a subtle nutty undertone. It's a true exploration of taste and texture. Exploration, I like that. It was one of them. <laughs> one of them. In the second third, the Sonata takes us on a journey through rich coffee and toasted oats, complemented by the earthy notes of cedar and leather. The experience becomes even more captivating. Not Dave. <laughs> not Dave. With the addition of red pepper creating a harmonious... Also not Dave. ...balance between bold and smooth flavors... Yeah, I give a pause for him to say, not Dave. No. <laughs> the final third of the Sonata, Crescendos. I not put Dave. Crescendo. I put it you in. Did I did not. You are so fucking no, full of shit. I put Crescendo because they don't know that it has to do with Sonata and the You music. don't either. I crescendo. Do. I did. Well, this Crescendo has a burst of cinnamon and 
espresso. No Chinese peapods? No. Accompanied by the comforting, comforting essence. I would have essence. said espresso. So it's yeah. Comforting essence of walnut and earth. <clears throat> the flavors dance together. That sounds like Jonathan. That was me. Led by a delightful nuttiness, black pepper, and a touch of mushroom, leaving a memorable impression. Now, I believe that he did dance and led. Yeah. I believe he did that because he likes to connect words. That was, all right. that was a nice A couple of words here. Put, because you got all these descriptive and you try to connect it. It was interesting. Yeah, Bingo says you're a mid-level wordsmith. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Throughout the smoking experience, the cigar delivers an ample amount of smoke with an even burn line showcasing its consistent nature. Now, this one could have been Dave because it says with a strength rating of 5.75, which let's talk about that for that okay. cigar. I wouldn't even rate it that mild. Five. five is medium. Yeah. So they they have their little scale. Five point seven five. Yeah. So I, you know, obviously, I'm I'm taking all ten of those numbers. Sure. Get but rid of two e of them. Even for me, that's a six and a half yeah. all day. Yeah. I, I would have. Said well, listen, they're only off by three quarters of a point. I think we can give it to. All them. right. Uh, it provides just the right amount of intensity to keep things intriguing. Let's see. Yeah. I like. Wasn't that. me. Clearly. After you would have said interesting. After savoring each nuanced note, the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Sonata earns an excellent rating. Because excellent, add those numbers up, became excellent because it was over 90. 90 and above, 90 to 95 is excellent. And it came in at 90.88. Yeah. And you really just take... The average of the eight. The eight yes. Yeah, which is why we get a point eight eight. Yeah. I thought about do I just stop it at 90 or whatever, but it's almost 91. Do I round up or whatever? But I'm going to give you the yeah. real number. We might as well go yeah. with the real number. And I number. did the strength too. It's, it's the real number. It's what it is. And none of it bears on me that the phone didn't ring and say, how come I only got a 90.88 or how come I got so much of a rating? It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I, I list the people that you go to um, thecigarauthority.com. You'll see the rating and review. It'll say the number of the cigar, which was one, maybe D, I believe. That was one D. I don't think it appears no. in here. All right. So that oh, was, yeah, one D. One D. So there's four groups this was all Cigar 1 of either Group A, B, C, or D. Um, next week, there will be um, another review that are, is on there. And um, Oh, are we reading a review a week on the show? Every week. So don't go deep into it and tell every person, every word who it belongs to. Just let them read it. Oh, I'm don't, sorry. Don't, uh, that was me that did that. Yes. That was me that did yes. that. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Ed Sullivan, I apologize for being the only person that interrupted your reading no, with interjecting right. what was Dave and what wasn't. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Sonata is a true masterpiece inspired by the great composers of the past. And now it stands as a testament of the, to the artistry of cigar blending. For aficionados seeking an exquisite experience that harmonizes complexity and balance, this cigar is an absolute must-try. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, the price for a single, $13.29, $236.99 for a box of 20 And if you're local, 
brick and mortar doesn't carry that, you can find it at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. All right, and I promise you the next review will be half that amount of time. We can, we can pull it in because there will be less interruption and from Mr. Jonathan. We do have a, a shout-out and a thumbs-up to yes. James Elliott, who guessed the brand. I think he guessed the exact cigar. Yes, he did. But, this tastes just like the cigar I smoked last week on the show, and, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and it's this. And I don't want this to turn into a guessing game at all, but he's a guy that came right out and said exactly what the cigar was, and he no. got it on the nose. On the nose. I, he had a recent reference point, yes. but still. Very, very good. Very good. When people can pull that off. There's a, there's a job for you here at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, or maybe at this seat that's over here, if you can guess things like that. Uh, why not, right? Right now, it's time for the confessional. And it's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for The Confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com, and the subject line is confession. You can say my name. No, don't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to say Tom's name. All right. It's about time I get this off my chest. This goes back to the college days, maybe around 2008 or so. Our friends that lived in another room above us got into a classic game of prank wars. Basically, we would just find ways to sneak into each other's room and pull a prank. Something like turning all of the dresser drawers upside down to dump their clothes out when they opened it, or moving all the furniture into a common room. There was this one time that I was there hanging out and the opportunity of a lifetime was sprung on me. One of my buddies, let's call him Nick, was calling the maintenance department to report that their toilet was leaking a lot every time it was flushed, to the point where they were having to mop in there at least two times a day. So my buddy Nick called down to report this, and they were scheduled to have maintenance come the following day. When the next day came, I was sitting on the couch when Nick called back furious at maintenance because no one ever showed up. When he talked to maintenance, he was confused as to why the service was canceled to set up another, and he set up another appointment. What Nick and his roommates in that room were unaware of is that every day, every time they called to schedule this maintenance, I would call the following morning pretending to be one of the roommates mm -hmm. to report that it was fixed and we don't need maintenance to come. This went on for three weeks when a major <laughs> shouting match <laughs> started between Nick and the maintenance guy and they were blaming one another. Eventually, the maintenance guy said, look, every time we have you on the schedule to come look at it, one of your roommates calls that morning to say you guys fixed it and didn't need us. And that's when he knew that someone had been screwing with him for almost a month. Although they know it was probably one of our friends in our room that did it, no one ever came clean about it. And it's about time I let the cat out of the bag. There you go. That's pretty good. That's great. Yeah. I don't think it's that it's serious. It's not serious, no. but it's a prank. We'll find something. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I've had worse. Smoke one of each Robusto, huge Toro Churchill's All Saint cigars this week. There you go. There you go. Uh, 
So a uh, big surprise uh, coming at the New England Cigar Expo. Uh, really? Uh, I, have, I had a surprise all scheduled for the second day, mm-hmm. uh, which is happening. All right. Everything's all fine with that. You're looking forward to that yourself. Indeed I am. Uh, but I have a big one for the first night. I'm going to keep it as a surprise. So really? a monumental um, cigar event well, will happen within the event. Will, will Rick Rodriguez be doing comedy? He will not. Corey Rodriguez oh, will right. be doing it. I hope, I hope not to screw that up that <laughs> as I introduce Corey Rodriguez. Um, but um, I got something really good planned on day one. Really? Yeah. So uh, there's, there's going to be a lot to talk about, certainly after. Huh. But um, I probably could sell more tickets if I would tell everybody what the secrets are. But one of the secrets I'm not allowed to. And right. at this point, coming come in late in the game here on the second one, I'm like, eh, just keep it a secret. All right. Keep it a secret. So, I like secrets. So that's what we'll do. As long as you tell me outside of the show I like secrets. I thought you, I thought, I think you know. Really? But, yeah. But anyway, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum See what Jonathan's got planned here. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> uh, Ted Hughes thinks the surprise might be butt plugs as the centerpieces on the ah, table. That would be a nice surprise. <laughs> butt plugs. Dave thought that was good. Uh, hold on to your taste buds, folks, because Burger King in Thailand is unleashing a culinary whirlwind that is making foodies sweat cheese. Hmm. It's like, it, yeah. Is that a good thing? I don't know. It's like they temporarily forgot their have-it-your-way mantra and went all-in on have-it-the-cheesiest-way strategy. Imagine this, a burger joint deciding to flip the script and introduce an only cheeseburger. No, seriously, this isn't a... Is that a grilled cheese? Cosmic cheese dream. It's reality. <laughs> only cheese? The official announcement was something along the lines of, yep, no kidding, this is happening, and I swear I'm not pulling your pickle here. So picture this masterpiece, 20 slices of ooey-gooey American cheese cozily settled between those legendary sesame seed buns. But hold your horses. There is no meat, veggies, or even the tiniest dollop of condiments in sight. It's like the burger equivalent to a cheese avalanche. Now, if history teaches us anything, Americans have been on a first-name basis with this kind of sandwich since the Roaring Twenties. It's basically the grilled cheese rebellious cousin flipping the script and stealing the spotlight. And hey, if this cheese parade goes off without a hitch, don't be surprised if the King of Burgers decides to launch the BLT Lettuce Solo Edition. You know, for May the 4th? Yeah. It's the ultimate lettuce whisperer's dream come true. So my cheese aficionados, prepare for a cheeseburger symphony that is breaking all of the rules. Who needs veggies when you've got a symphony of cheese, right? So no comment from Mayor McCheese on that. None whatsoever. You, you would think all this time these burger places would have a grilled cheese right. option because it's... Um, so your favorite Five Guys does, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's not only insane, I, that's asylum. They, they, when, they, when they stole the pizza that time, I mean, yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah, not I been the same with me. They're dead that. to you. 
Yeah. Uh, the after show, uh, we're bringing Rocky Patel back up for the after show. We're talking uh, Cuban cigars and New World cigars over in Europe. What's going on? What's happening with you? How is that going to affect the United States? We'll get deep into that. But very important now is early thoughts here on HVC 10th anniversary. I want some sort of flavor notes from you. I want what you think of the cigar, almost like you're doing a review. Give me a little something on this. Well, the, star, the cigar started off with a very subtle spice and uh, notes of vanilla and the dust at the bottom of a Fruit Loop box. Really? With all the colors mixed together. It's not just the green ones. It's all of them just kind of mixed together. Just, you know, just before you choke, that flavor. <laughs> you got any flavor notes on this? No, I barely got into it. It went out while I was reading. Because you were doing all the reading. That's what ends up happening <laughs> with me. Uh, I, I'll show I didn't you. realize how tough it is. Do you have tricks you can share with me? How to do both two things at once? I'm not good at that. No. I'm not good at it myself. Um, but we're going to Where are see. your flavor notes? You don't just get to uh, skip over it. I want to tell you when soon as we come back and break. Is it a symphony? I'm going to tell you when we get back. When we come back, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret about uh, the cigar we are smoking now. We got uh, three cigars in the mailbag to get to and a prize to give away and lots more. We are live in the Toscano soundstage. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with a vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica, formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. When that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. 
These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. That was Brian Charles, you heard. He is coming to the New England Cigar Expo. Nice. And yeah, once Jonathan did a Thailand story, I thought, well, I got to play that Thailand. There we go. See, see how that it's happened? It's all tied together somehow. But he's living in Michigan and he's flying up with at least one person and he's hoping to get a table of 10 from the Michigan Ooh, people. Nice. Get a whole table of 10 so they're all together. That would awesome. be great. Um, Great to have him up, and uh, I would love to do the ultimate uh, airport pickup for him and everything, but I'm just too busy. I'm it's just crazy. Be, I can't be the, the host that he you was You already for need to be in six places right. at once. Right. So uh, we are smoking the HVC 10th Anniversary Cigar, and I chose this on purpose as the second cigar. It's not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, um, but I chose it because on Thursday, a new review comes up each week. And next week, this will be the cigar that comes to a review. And the question is, will they have any Cocoa Pebbles? No, no, f- it was Fruit Loops. Yes, oh, Fruit, Fruit Loops. Loops. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops at the bottom. Uh, I don't Just know. Just prior to choking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
uh, of any. But you know, what do you think that people are going to say? You got any? Idea? I think that, I, I think there's no question that there's a little pepper and spice, and that there's certainly a vanilla note in the, those two. Is there fruity, fruity? Taste? I think that uh, 2012 Corojo is what's changing the flavor because it's not straightforward Aganorsa like we expect, which is the Criollo and the Corojo that they use, uh, 99 and 98 respectively. Mm. So where do you think they'll be on strength? Where do you think they'll be on rating score? They're going to come in at a five or a six on strength. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And I think the score, I mean, it should score well. I think the score is going to be... Low 90s. Yeah? Okay. High, high 80s, I'll say. High 80s? I'm just throwing 90s. something out. You All know, right. We don't know no, the palette gonna, of these people. You're going to see Thursday. You don't even know the group. They haven't been. You're yeah. going to get to know the group, and you're going to know ABCD or whatever. You'll get to know who the, how they are and playing where, it. Where are your flavor notes? You, you promised us flavor notes when we came no, back. <laughs> there is a fruity component to it of exactly what you said. Of, um, But it might be fruity pebbles, not Fruit Loops. And you guys know the point that I'm talking about where you know you fucked up and you shouldn't have been pouring that dust in your mouth and mm. just get stuck in the back of your throat. How about Cheez-Its? The dust of the Cheez-Its, the, what's left of it, so much salt, though. You've got to take the salt well, away. I don't. What, what about the end of a pretzel bag, just dumping all that yeah. salt? No, you can't do no, that. I'm not I, doing oh, that. I do that. Oh, do you? God. Oh, yeah. On the big pretzel, do you you ever get the pretzel at the airport or something that's really covered yeah. with it? You got to take some of that off, right? It's just you can't eat it like that. I, I just eat it. Really? Yeah. No, I got to take some of that off. It's just too much. They, I think they wet it and then they dip it into salt. Oh. And it's hardcore salt. It's well, too much. Where do you stand on the salt bagel? I'm all right. You're all right. Yeah. You just don't want it over salted. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick that as as the bagel choice. What do you mm-hmm. for a bagel choice? I, I actually enjoy the cinnamon raisin. Yeah? Yeah. You know why? Oh, God. I don't. You, if you ate a bagel. If I ate a bagel. That, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, if I ate a bagel, it would most likely be the everything bagel. Yeah? Yeah. That's a part. Not, nothing wrong with a poppy or sesame seed bagel. Yeah. yeah. With the, with the cream cheese. It's got to be toasted crisp, and then the cream cheese. Marble rye bagel? Yeah, I would eat that, yeah. sure. I'm a regular. There's a bagel store next door to our right. Seabrook store. Excellent bagels, by the way. They make them right there. They do a great job with it. it it's a good bagel, I think, or best bagel. Best, best bagel. It's the best. It's it not just good. It, it's the it best. It is the best. It's the best bagel. Right next door. Right next door. All right, we got a prize to give away. Yes, we do. The uh, best email of the week this week is brought to you by the folks at Romeo and Julieta. Last week for this prize. New one coming next week. Well, Correct? Yes. Okay. So for the people who listen on the podcast, the, that is the voice of David Garofalo. <laughs> they know who I am. The interrupting, which is what he does. This week we're giving away a pen, a lighter, a personal ashtray, and a hat. And no, the personal ashtray is not the same size as the hat. That's just how the picture works. I'm told. Hmm. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Michael writes, one of the best scenes in Sound of Freedom is where Vampiro, played by Bill Camp, lights a cigar and tells Tim, played by Jim Caviezel, when God tells you to do something, do not hesitate. I could almost taste the smoke. I wonder what cigar he was smoking. Love the show. 
and you looked it up before to get ready for the answer because you saw the question, and you, what did you find out? There's no answer, no information on that. There's no and information, I've, or you didn't look? No, there's no information on it. I looked. Mm. Wow, well, okay. There's no... Uh, Do you know the movie? No, Me I've either. never seen the movie. No. I've never seen it either. Mm. Okay. And James writes through the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. A portion of my notes... Maybe somebody's going in the, in the chat's going to know the answer to that. So Maybe. i gotta, I got to look the back. The subject line is blind review from July. A portion of my notes that I did not include in my review. I can't identify country of origin, but there are notes and flavors of this cigar that remind me of the Aging Room Nicaragua Sonata oh, that we smoked this past weekend from the care package. Just like the guy who hits a hole-in-one on a mulligan, I called it, but it doesn't count. Fun stuff. Thanks, guys. This, this is the is guy. James Elliott. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. He did a good job. Oh, I hope he wins. Right now he does win Yeah. Uh, because then I get, get to give him a prize for, for getting it. But, but just so you know, this isn't a thing. No. It isn't part of the thing. Guessing. You want to do it for yourself and have fun. Do it, but there's no prize. I don't like the folks at Cigar Journal to know that I'm guessing, so I put my guess on the back of the page. Yes, yes, me and when too. They send me I've the, never given them the answer. No, no, no. When they send it in, I look and see how yeah. close I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom writes, what a joke. Oh, Dear boy. Laugh Track Larry and his sidekicks. Oh, wow. Since this show has always been a joke, and in honor of National Tell-A-Joke Day, hmm. coming up next week on August 16th, I thought I'd offer a few chuckles. <laughs> what is Dave's and his Uncle Frank's favorite musical board game? Boy, this guy knows a lot of stuff. My Uncle Frank <laughs> and he knows Laugh Track Larry. Yeah, it's deep. Is this a relative? Don't be looking. You've got to answer the question. What is your and your Uncle Frank's favorite musical board game? Musical board game? My Uncle Frank was the... Checker champion of the United <laughs> States. Checkers. Chubby checkers. Is the Chubby answer. Checkers. There we go. Ah. Who is writing this? <laughs> you're not, no, you're not looking. Just stay over there and interrupt. Uh, what do you get when you mix an infected dude with an even sicker Mr. J? Typhoid Mary. I don't get it. Huh. Uh, what did Mr. Delightful toss? Uh, why did Mr. Delightful toss all of his ex lax Because he doesn't give a shit. Well, he stopped giving a shit a long time ago. Yeah. Smoke on, signed Tom, or Scooter. Ah. P.S. He knows. If this gets read on the show, I'm sorry. It must have been a slow week for emails. Scooter? I must have said something on one episode yeah. in the past 800 that we've done <laughs> of these things, but he knows that. Uncle Frank was the checker champion, the United States checker champion. Hmm. I was there for the show, and I still can't believe there was a checker champion. You, you remember that, that? Vaguely. Yeah? Vaguely. Huh. Wow. Good. Very good. Uh, I'm going to say let's give it to the guy that guessed the Sonata. Yeah, I'm with you. All well, right. I'm always against Jonathan, so. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So we're going to give it to, uh, what was his name again? James. Elliot. James Elliot. Beautiful. Good. That, that worked out good. Now, what do you do now? You, um, you pass that information on to Ed? A- yep. Alex said it came from the interview with your mother. Oh. Okay. So it wasn't that long ago. No. But. Somebody wrote to me also, or I saw it on, on MeWe somewhere, um, 
a question of the week that I ask my mother, and I record, I ask her the question, I, I record that. it yeah. and do it, and I said, that might be a good idea, that, you know, I could do that each, we didn't even have to tell her. <laughs> well, not, well, she listens to us on yeah, the TV because we're knowing, famous. Knowing you, you'd go to her with a hundred questions. No one, and, yeah, to get the whole to bunch get done. Them all, yeah. But that would be interesting. Uh, Ma, we're going to play a fun game. <clears throat> Pay no attention to my phone right here. <laughs> I could pull it off. I could pull that off. All right, you want to get to it? We have. Uh, Ed is our champion. No, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan had a champion. remarkable performance. All right, let's week. get to the classic day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right. We now, have- wait a minute. On night one, it's at a church. Did you get Jesus as a special guest? He'll be there, but no. <laughs> no, he may not. He's be always seen. with me. He's, He's always, always with me. All right. He's always there. Okay, um, Jonathan is going to go first. I have five questions. No tiebreaker. On to Jonathan. Here's a layup for you because uh, you were a disc jockey. What's a disc jockey? Did I tell you that story? Yeah. It's okay. like a DJ. It's like a DJ. <laughs> very similar. It's very similar. I, I went to the dentist and the. the girl that does the the cleaning yeah whatever she's called a dental hygienist yeah while she has the stuff in my mouth is asking me questions we have the same dentist right yeah, yeah and she said what did you do before you're doing cigars and i said a, a disc jockey and she says oh I, I don't know what that is and then i said oh i played records and at clubs and blah 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 and she says oh it sounds like a dj i said <laughs> yeah disc jockey and she goes oh man i feel so stupid <laughs> Uh, the phonograph was invented by Thomas Alva Edison, uh, made his most original discovery of the phonograph in his early recordings, uh, embossed into a sheet of tinfoil by a vibrating stylus. Ooh. It happened today, August 12th. What year was that? Uh, that would be 1798. 1798. It'd be 1873. Yeah, it's 1877. Mm. But uh, Ed Sullivan knows his history, is what I'm learning here. On to Ed Sullivan. U.S. president raises the minimum wage from 75 cents to a dollar. Coolidge. That's a big jump all at once. Uh, show, uh, show off status. You get a little show off status here. Uh, no extra points, though, if you name the president. But um, the president raised the minimum wage from 75 cents to a dollar. This is in the U.S. And uh, huh. who was the president? Just for fun. I'm going I'm to go with uh, Kennedy on that in 1960. 
1960. I'm going to say it was uh, Calvin Coolidge in 1921. 21 will take it because it was 1955. Yes. And it was uh, Eisenhower mm. that did it I was in close. 1955. So Mr. Jonathan gets the point. We have a tie. Well, I was closer, but I went <coughs> over. Yeah, that's that's how, the game. That's how the game is played at Sullivan. I don't like the way it's played. I don't like it either, All but right. we're stuck with his neurosis. <laughs> All right, on to Mr. Jonathan. Whitey Bulger is an American organized crime boss. He was found guilty on 31 of 32 racketeering and firearms counts and is found to be involved in 11 murders. It happened today when he was uh, found guilty. Go, Whitey, go. 2001. 2001. Wow, I was going to say 1999. Wow, you guys are real low. It was 2013. I'll still take that point. He'll take the point. He was out of the public eye for so long we forgot. Wow, that's a lot. So those that don't know even who who Whitey Bulger is, it's it's a local Boston guy that got a lot of fame Mm -hmm. worldwide over it because he was the number one uh, fugitive. Somehow you avoided being racketeered by him because he was in your he neighborhood. He was in the neighborhood. He was a neighborhood guy. He was more interested in liquor stores at Thank the God. Time. Thank God. Uh, okay, question number four on to Jonathan. No. Yeah, uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Born today, Anthony Ray. Anthony Ray, also known as American rapper Sir Mix-a-Lot. Ah, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh. He was born in Washington, D.C. today. What year <sighs> was that? I think it was uh, 1964. 64. I think it was 1970, Ed Sullivan. Oh, you're both over at 63, Ed oh. Sullivan. No points will be awarded for either of you. May God have mercy on your souls. We have uh, one question left. Mr. Jonathan is winning two to one. So I need the two points because if it's a tie. He gets it, right? Yeah. You know how it works. KFC Extra Crispy George Hamilton, actor... Cigar smoker had Hamilton cigars, if you remember that. Yeah, that was I an do. H. Upman product. He was born today. What year was George Hamilton born? This is Jonathan, I think. Yeah. Uh, he was the extra crispy guy in KFC, if you didn't know. 27. I was going 1923. Without going over is Mr. Jonathan, 27. He's 39, 1939. He's still around. Yeah, 1939. Well, Mr. Jonathan, suck it, with Ed all the all the sun, he didn't really age well, you know. He did age well. I think he looks damn good. Oh come on! Is he no. still alive? He's still alive, and uh, he once, um, I, I think it might have been at a trade show or something that I didn't go to, but he went on stage and he brought me up. He talked about David Garofalo at the trade show of something I was fighting, uh, and it might have been a cold. Moved Were to you New- fighting a cold? It might have been the, the move to New Hampshire or whatever. Mm. And he went up there and he mentioned me, and uh, I, w- I heard it from a bunch of people afterwards. But if you remember in my office, I had a picture of him hanging on the yeah. wall, and he said, "You're my hero, George Hamilton." Wow. And I never met him. But uh, he was up there at a trade show talking about cigars, love cigars, and uh, then he became the extra crispy guy on KFC, and he's my hero. So it goes full circle because it, it comes back to food. George Hamilton. 
And uh, Men with Tights, that was one of his movies that, um, what was it? Robin, Robin Hood, Hood Men, Men in Tights. He was in that? Yeah. Yeah. So, your favorite movie? I mean, I like that movie. It's a great movie. It's not Mel his Brooks. favorite. No. I heard, um, by the way, um, you might have heard the disturbing news this morning when we got in, that uh, Mr. Jonathan last night uh, spent his night, yes, dancing with oh, men. Oh, he was a dream, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was 6'4", 210 pounds of just muscle. Mm. Oh, it was great. And that's what you like. I felt like a real proper lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Dancing uh, with Ted, men, you still do it. Ted Hughes says he was in Godfather 3 as well. Yes, yes. Which that's was a, unfortunate. Yeah, but no one's ever seen that movie. <clears throat> no. I saw it twice because I watched it the second time. When you they, just couldn't they believe fi- how no, bad it was. They, they fixed it to make it oh, seem yeah. better. But it didn't. And maybe it was a little better, but it was still not, not very good. Mm-hmm. Not very good. Uh, but that's that. Uh, what else? Uh, we have a lot of tickets left for New England Cigar Expo. It's going to be such a great time. I know. It sounds like I'm begging, but... People you're are going to kick themselves. They are. You're going to kick yourself if you don't come uh, because it's going to be spectacular. It is Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th, the New England Cigar Expo. It's at the Crawford Crossing Life Church. Would you say it's going to be in church? It isn't. They own a lot of land. It's a big, giant tent. Uh, you, there's a video on Cigar yes. Authority. It, that has a drone flying over yes. the tent. That was our buddy Gil. Is he here today? No, he's not. Uh, that, that so you can get a, a sense of the size of it. It's massive. Yeah. And uh, we are going to have two nights, uh, two days, Friday night um, on the September 29th. And it's much like our anniversary party we did for years and years where somebody leaves with the big prize. The big prize is going to be a cow. You're going to leave with, uh, you don't leave with the 800-pound cow. They keep it, but then they butcher it for you, all that stuff, and we send you a freezer and all the butchered well, meat. I kind of picture myself leading the cow away and then trading it for some beans, and then there'll be a bean store. I mean, there's could. a lot of possibility. Could, there's a lot of trades and things that happen. There's lots of money that's offered. It's a, if you've never seen how, how it plays out, you say, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I don't want to go. Well, you're going to have a problem with dinner because we are having prime rib at the mm-hmm. dinner. But if, if you, you don't have to win the cow, you could win the cash cow. There's all, lots of opportunities. Or next time a, you're hosting an event, you just cook beef all the time for right. people. You can eat the sides. And I could end up with this, so we could have a beef problem. There will be a lot of well, beef. Well, we, we, have have, we beef have on every show. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't have a problem with that. Uh, Saturday, the doors open at 11 o'clock. At 12 o'clock, the Cigar Authority will be live. So you'll have a, a little bit of what, what's going on there, but... The camera will not be pointed. We don't have a cameraman, right? We have our camera. We're going to use our camera. I'm going to try to set one up for crowd shots, but yeah. we won't know till we get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you buy a two-day ticket, you're getting 38 cigars. The ticket is $395. Believe me, you're getting more than your money's worth in cigars alone. Um, we're going to have the food pavilion that will be set up. There will be... I think three great food trucks that are going to be there representing New England. We have one happy clam, oh, insert yeah. joke here. That will be lobster rolls and fried clams Ooh. and New England type fare. I like that. You have uh, Buxton Pizza, which you tried it. Yeah, it was it's legit. legit. Yeah, and 
we have Kowloon's. I told you about Kowloon's. Now you can witness it for yourself. Uh, not in all its glory. I'd like to say in all its glory, but you need to actually go there. Yeah, you've got to see the pirate ship. Me and Ed are going there just to check it out again, just to see that the food oh, is... Oh, it's there. research. Yeah. Yeah, research. It's market research. We got, we got a plan on that. Dave, I'd, t- I'd invite you, but you wouldn't need anything. Ted Hughes wants to get a, a sense of the size of the freezer. Would Mr. J fit in that he freezer? He will. It's a 16-cubic-foot freezer. Do you mm-hmm. fit in 16 I wonder cubic? how long I could be in the freezer. With it on. We'll try. We could try it. We can try it on the second half of the show while we're live. We put you in there because I'll be interviewing all the manufacturers and stuff. So you can just go in the freezer. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned. Is there a locking mechanism on the freezer? Yeah. Yeah, you'll die. Yeah, one of you jackasses will lock me in. We're going to put the grass in there for you to eat in case you get hungry. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you'll be able to breathe. And if I, get, if I come out, someone hits me with a tennis racket or some shit. <laughs> It's perfect. Anyway, tickets are available, but they are going to run out real soon. Not that they're going to run out. That well, we're going you to have, have to put a stop to I it. I had to put a stop for the, for the caterer and all yeah. that stuff. So I met with him, and uh, he says, okay, you know, I'm going to be talking to you as it goes on, but um, I'm going to have to pick a drop-dead date on it. So if you're kicking the ties, you're thinking about doing it, pull the trigger, go for the whole two days. You can do one day if you want, just a Saturday. Just a Saturday. You'll get 20 cigars, and it'll be 225 How do you beat this thing? And next year, if we, if we do it, like people are saying, oh, I'm going to go next year. We're going to go next year if this thing is successful. Uh, yeah, we never did a second mixed martial arts fight. Right, right. <laughs> that was painful. So that's how that plays up. So that My is sister it. is getting married uh, this week on Thursday. Yes. So I'm flying did. down. Uh, there's a possibility that Eric Newman and I end up on the same flight coming back. <laughs> When I'm coming back, there's, there's a possibility. No, right. he's, co- he's coming here on Thursday. Oh, okay. Then no. We'll, we'll you will be sitting in here. a different section of the right, plane. Right. You're in a different section anyway. I'm in first class. Oh, you look at you. Hey. I've taken a first class once, and now you cannot go back, right? You oh, no. Go I can go back. Yeah. She, <laughs> she gave me the ticket. The deal was if I could convince my brother to go, it was two first class tickets. Huh. Otherwise, I'm on the hook for the ticket. So I just told him he had to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. So I'm going down. She's getting married on Thursday. I'm flying down with him Thursday morning. She gets married in the afternoon. We got the reception. Wow, you're taking that chance of a flight? You're going down on Thursday, and she's mm-hmm. getting married Thursday. Listen, it's short notice. I got to work, too. It's a thing. So. And then you're coming back Friday night. You'll be here Saturday. Be here Saturday. And you'll give us a whole wrap-up of how that went. Yes. Dancing with men? Probably not. No? No. Not in front of the family. She has um, <laughs> listed out uh, very specific rules about what can and cannot be said, uh, what huh. behavior will and will not be tolerated. So do you have a whole script that you There's need to follow? a list of things that cannot be done. That's why so. Sammy doesn't want to go. Right. Are you saying a speech or doing anything like that? I'm walking her down the aisle and yeah. Yeah, you do a speech? Of course. I got a good one for you. you want yeah. Me? Yeah, I got one. All right. I've been a best man a few times. 
You, hmm. Is it like the Kowloon's one? It's laminated in your wallet? I do. All I right. have it. Good. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. Next week, Eric Newman is here from J.C. Newman Cigars, America's oldest cigar factory. And us old guys are going to try to figure it out. How can we create new cigar smokers? How do we get the next generation to end up liking cigars? Um, until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible that you learned something today, which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.